Hello, my name is Grace Valentine, and welcome back to another edition of the I'm Tired podcast. I'm your host, Grace Valentine. Today on the podcast, we have my friend Solange. Solange is one of my friends. She is an encourager. She leads a Bible study and is a student in architecture at Valencia College. But she also is an immigrant, and she came from Venezuela and is now currently seeking asylum in America. I pray that her story will give you the joy you need today to find Christ even when it is hard and even during hard transitions. Solange, thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. So if you don't know Solange, Solange serves at the church that I work at with 7th grade girls, and she is one of the sassiest people. I can always count on Solange <laughs> to give me straight-up honesty. about. She's like the kind of person who will come and be like, oh, Grace, your hair, you look tired. And Caroline, um, my friend who's also on, who's her friend too, will be like, no, don't say that. And Solange is like, but it's true. So I love that about you, Solange. But I'm so glad you're here today so everyone can meet and love you too. But, so wait, you're from, can you tell everyone what country you're from? Yes, I'm from Venezuela. Okay. It's a three hours flight. Three hours flight. Okay, I was like, there's no way you can drive to Venezuela. (laughs) I was like, three hours boat ride, a cruise. (laughs) I was trying to figure it out. Okay, so how old were you when you came to America? I was 21 years old. That was summer of 2016 when I moved That's so weird to think because I'm 22, so that would be like me... This summer, before my birthday. Yeah. Changing countries. Oh, my gosh. Why did you come to America? Well, to be honest, we just came from holidays. <laughs> yeah. So, wait. So, holiday, like, you were on vacation here? Yeah. It was for before Thanksgiving, and then my dad, he decided to, like, come here and then to spend, like, a month, and he could reconnect with one of his friends from 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and... He's like, hey, you can stay here in Orlando. You can work. You can, um, your family can go back to Venezuela and then you can send them money and that's fine. And then my dad said that to my mom and my mom said, no. <laughs> For you <laughs> going, like, we're all going. You. <laughs> yeah, like you're not just going to live in Orlando and enjoy Disney World without me. So we're here. And then we came back and we just stayed. Yeah, that's and, so cool. Uh, yeah. Did you, so did you, when you went to holiday, did you ever expect that you were staying? Never. That's so so it's, I you have just packed like, for, like, Thanksgiving. I had all my clothes in Venezuela, my shoes, everything. Like, I only had one suitcase, and that was it. And did you ever get to go back for the rest, or no? No. <gasps> That's so scary to think about. I'm such a hoarder, too. I almost would need that. I would lately see all my friends who clean out the closet because of that, like, Netflix show. But I can't get rid of any of my stuff, so I just need to fly to another country and, like, have a leave or oh, something. Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm the same. It's just, it's just happened. Guys, talk about, like, a restart. Okay, and so when you came to America, did you have, like, any stereotypes of Americans and, like, what the country would be like? I did. I was scared. First, my accent language. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, feeling uh, that maybe I can be judged. Someone could be, like. Did you know English at the time? I did, but you don't practice all the time, so mm-hmm. it's, like, you knew it written, but not like I knew speaking. words. I know like sentences. I had. I knew like maybe have conversations, but it's not the same. Yeah, you moving, and you speak like English every single day, every time of the day. It's different. Yeah. Um. Another stereotype I had it was like having real friends. Mm-hmm. I was scared of because my friends are all back in Venezuela, so I was kind of scared of not having real friends again or having a church mm-hmm. or having clothes or having yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's scary to think about, like, moving your whole life. And then especially, like, social norms are different sometimes. And you're trying to learn all this. But you're also, yeah, friendships because you don't know how to talk fast in English at that point. So when you're having conversations with people, it's like you're translating in your mind. I know. That, and so it's like you can't really open up when you're too busy in your mind trying to translate. <laughs> it's funny because sometimes at Life Group, I had a hard time going to Life Group. I remember I, like, someone said something, and then I wanted to share some about what I was thinking in my mind. And I'm like, God, what in the world I said this? That's not what I'm thinking. But I was just so scared to make me stay that yeah. I had... I said words that I wasn't even thinking about. Yeah, because you were just trying to translate. It's almost like, I've, did you ever watch Spongebob growing up? I did. It's like, you know when they have the compartments of the brain and like I can just <laughs> see it like running around trying to translate? Like, And I feel like it's like, what are we doing? And it just burns it all up. My I feel like that's what crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds like something like my mind would do too. I, I li- Even taking Spanish or any foreign language class in college or high school that was like my hardest class I just couldn't my mind couldn't wrap around the idea of translating so you literally were moved to America you had to learn this or else did you have any like did you ever watch movies and did you ever assume that that's how America would be I I did and you never thought that I never thought that was the real daily life of Americans, like the movies. Mm-hmm. Can I say about the movie? That yes, you can. You like, never thought that that was the daily life? <laughs> no. That's like American good. Pie, like you never think, oh, this is, it's not a movie, it's real life. Oh, or, so you're saying you did think it was real life, correct? I never thought about it. I thought uh-huh. it was just a movie. And then when you move and you notice that, hey, this is actually not a movie it's real life. wait oh so you're saying you thought it was just a stereotype and then you yeah. got here and you're like wait there are girls running around like this and that's so funny to think about yeah i know i know it was or like the college kids like college, partying yeah like having car and that's like, weird i think for probably other countries that aren't as and i don't mean this in a like that are more developing or like second world is that yeah. is second world a term yeah, yeah that's, that's word. Word. okay Second world, because Americans, especially in this Orlando area, a lot of people have a lot of money. And yeah. and they brag about it, and they get spoiled. Like, a lot of my students are spoiled. I, I'll be the first to tell them. I hope they hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, interesting for you to be able to see that. And so right now, um, I know you told me recently that you're seeking asylum. Is that correct? Yes. Can you go over, like, the reasoning why for that? Because asylum means that your, like, life is in danger if you go back, correct? Yeah. So we had a situation... Uh, I feel like I never talked to you about this. Yeah, no, it's okay. This but, is exciting. This is, <laughs> this is what I've been wondering for, like, a long time. So, but um, I'm glad it's here. Me and my family, we've been kidnapped in our car. Like, they... Oh, my they gosh. You definitely did not tell yeah, me this. I, I would remember this. That. Okay, keep going. Um, so, our life was in danger and because of all the situation that happened in our country. And mm-hmm. then... This is, like, so... Um, it happened in your country situation, like, drug tar- cartels and, like, the drug, like... Lords after called like running the country, correct? Yes. Okay. And um so that situation in our life, that was like the main thing that made us stayed here when we were here. Because mm-hmm. we never thought about going back to Venezuela, which is like, okay, I feel safe here. I felt like it's was it normal to, to be kidnapped? Like, yeah, it's normal. I had a friend that ended in a really bad situation, but so what yeah. happened when you were kidnapped? Was it for, like, money? Was it for, like... It was for money. Okay. But most of them, um, they don't end really well. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a miracle that 
I can talk about it. Oh, completely. That you're here in America and you can teach after school and get your degree in architect and that you were kidnapped and your life was literally in danger. Like, that's something that many Americans, that's like a criminal minds episode for them. Yes. It came me. Like, that's scandal. Like, that's, like, all these things that I can't feasibly picture. How old were you when you kid? I was 20. And oh, so that was for right me, before. that was more, nothing happened, thank God. But it was more like a mental thing mm. that I had. I was yeah, scared PTSD. of cars. I was scared of people. Like, Where were you me. when you were kidnapped, if you don't mind me asking? I was inside my car. And, uh-huh. um, and they just came in? They just came with guns. And then they just moved to another car with my mom. So, like... And at that point, did you think your life was over? I thought... I... Funny story is that I... Funny, funny story. Fact, funny fact. Funny <laughs> story. Funny this fact. is such a funny story. Let's just <laughs> add a little yeah. more funny to it. No, just it's kidding. just that when things like that happen, I'm so calm. Yeah, even, I can tell. Even right now, you're calm. And I'm like, but what What did happen? Even when I went to the car, I said, good evening. To those people. And I... How are you doing today, young lad? And I was like, you know, I'm Christian, by the way. And... Mm. But I think that... You told them that? That you were Christian? And... What did they respond? in conclusion of all the things that happened, he told me, because your faith, you mean... Like, we... He just let us go. Because of your faith? He said that. And you weren't scared to share it? Man! Gosh! And don't ever say your faith hurts you, anyone. <laughs> and we're worried about being bullied. Yet you said that, like, you know, so many kids don't even, like, open up about their faith in college because they don't want to be known as, like, the weird kid. And you literally opened up to your kidnappers who you don't know the way they're going to react to that. They could. You don't know. They, they could, could be mean. And a they lot of people who kidnap people aren't Christians. <laughs> they aren't the kind of people who like that. But what? so how long were you kidnapped for? Was it just, like, a couple hours? It was a couple hours. But for me, it was... But still, each that second, was. you're, like, closer, you think, to dying. Oh I thought I was going to die. I just, know, knowing your sass, knowing your, like, love and, like, the presence you bring, I just would never assume that you've been kidnapped for hours yeah. and probably suffered PTSD after that, whether it's with cars and you probably were worried for your life for a while. So, that's scary. So, seeking asylum. You feel like, I feel like there's so many, um, right now in the day and age, we hear a lot about immigration and seeking asylum. Etc. But what does that process look like for you? Um, it's okay if you don't fully understand it either. Okay, okay, I'm trying. It's no. You have to wait a time for your court. It can take. It used to be a month, mm-hmm. five months. Now it's years, two yeah. years, three years. This is my third year, and I. And it used to just be later. a month. It used to be a month, but there's so many people requesting that. Mm-hmm. that because now, of the drug cartels down in South America and stuff? Yeah, and because of how dangerous it is. Like, mm-hmm. And then um, there's so many people doing it that it's the process of the time to get approved or not, it's taken three or four years. So right now I'm a third year, <laughs> and I have to wait whether they're going to decide that I'm going to stay or I'm going to leave. And if they said yes, so I have to wait for five months, for four, five years to have the citizenship. So if you get married in between, does that make it faster? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> joked with me earlier. Wait, can you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> there has been, like, men who've asked to marry you. No, it was just my dad's friends. He okay, used to I'm work. just picturing my dad's friends, and they're, like, they're, like, they're... 
they're old. <laughs> I know. It's just my dad's friends, one of them, who was like, <laughs> oh, well, if you want, I can marry your daughter. And I was like, that's not even a thought. I don't mm-hmm. consider getting married just to get that. But yeah. Because a lot of people do, you're saying. A lot of people Cause do Because no wonder, if I had to wait five years, four months, I'd be like, okay, Cupid, strike your arrow, and let's, let's <laughs> no, get this thing no. started. But um, what do you feel like the hardest part of this transition has been? Like, whether it's the transition for seeking asylum, the transition to America, just the season of transition for you. And what do you think God has taught you through that? I think, for me, it's being, being patient. Mm-hmm. And it's moving starting a new life again with friends, with church, with clothes, mm. shoes, everything. So yeah. even college. And I remember I, started, I was in my last year mm-hmm. to graduate from college and we moved. And then... <gasps> no, did. so you had to restart all your college career? I did. I didn't and even think about that. That... You so. couldn't force me. Well, I guess if you kidnapped me, I probably would. But that's crazy. I know. Um, so was it easier sure. in America or was it harder? So another fact thing <laughs> about me is that I love having classes in English. You love I, it? I don't know why. I just it's so You're, interesting. So she's the me. one on the Enneagram. So like she's smart and like <laughs> takes notes. She, I haven't had anyone come here with notes of the questions before. I do have notes. <laughs> um, but. I just think that's so you to like classes and I enjoy If them. I went to classes in Spanish, I'd be like, please get me out. This is like my kind of torture. I think it's because it makes me feel like this is a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it. And yeah. And I thank God um, he knew that I love having classes in English. And I think mm-hmm. part of the reasons why if we moved without even knowing that we were going to pass all of this, it's that... He knew I was going to have a better um, life or no, a completely. more peaceful life. Or Well, you're, you're killing it here, too. Like, you're still – I think what's cool is, like, now you're not – you're also teaching classes in English. Like, you are teaching a life group Bible study for girls in English, and you are from a different country. How cool of God to give you an opportunity here to disciple girls who are very different than you. They don't, most of them haven't been kidnapped. You know, they definitely have their own struggles. But now you're teaching them about Jesus in English. It's just cool to see how far you've come and what God has brought you here. And it's also that patience, the patience in the transition and the patience in that. What would be, and this isn't on your list, so I'm sorry if you hate me for asking. You oh my can, gosh, Grace. You can tell me to stop. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I get off topic. I warned her. She looked at me like, you get off topic. I'm like, oh, like basically every episode. But what is something you wish more? So a lot of my girls who watch my podcast or watch, listen, same thing, listen to my podcast, they are very similar to the stereotype I bring. So they maybe are in college. They're very well-blessed like financially they a lot of their biggest problems like whenever I say like what do you want me to talk about it's always not a bad way like dating relationships um embracing where you're at college and being in a sorority like what's your advice for not necessarily the white but the stereotypical American girl who doesn't understand this just to that they can learn through your story I don't know if that question makes sense yeah yeah, it makes sense it's I think for me it's simple that life it's more than the things we own mm-hmm. and then the things that in your shoes and your <laughs> shoes it's yeah. more than that it's how you 
How's your relationship with God? Mm. And, like, having a real relationship with God, not a fake one. Because if you had a fake one when you're kidnapped, you're not going to tell the guy. Oh hey, have you heard about Jesus? Yeah. I don't even know if, I, like, I hope if I would do that. But that just shows that you have true faith in him. You knew that his name would save you in that moment. And it's having, not worrying just about you, but worrying about other people, like, praying mm-hmm. or just being through a Christian. Mm-hmm. I that's like my advice yeah. I could give to people. And at the end of the day, like just like you have, you packed your bags, you left, and you left everything behind you. That's almost how like being a Christian is like starting new. Like whatever baggage you have, whatever shame you have, whatever old sins or struggles you have, like you have to leave that behind you in order to live this new life with Christ. Yeah. And if you don't take that as something like you, like a challenge, an exciting thing. Like, now I live with Christ and this is my life's going to be different. Then you're missing out on something so beautiful. Yeah. And something that I learned, like, when I move and uh, traveling is that we all Christians are the same in the world. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I'm a Christian, I'm going to be different. Really? You think that? That's interesting. You So you think that even after – so what people in – Venezuela, was being Christian ever, like, did it ever threaten your life at all? Yeah. Yes. But. So so you're telling me, like, this is what this is great for me to hear, because American Christianity, you would say, is still the same. Like, the same, I guess, because sin's the same, and the struggles are still the same, but you still think they're, like, the same kind of Christians. Yeah. I mean, we're all the same, even. We all have the same struggle. And yeah. We all have the same problems. Wow. We always trying to seek God. We always mm-hmm. trying to be better. And, and a sin is bilingual. <laughs> it, it is. Like, sin is, it, it <laughs> translates easily in whatever country you go to. Yeah. Uh, there's no discretion. Disc- disc- uh, and that was my hard word of the day <laughs> when it comes to that. But that's that's so interesting that you think that because I just look at myself and compare it to your life, I realize how much privilege I've been given. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool for you to look at it. Because if I were you, it would be easy for me to be bitter at these, this American Christianity, but you're not. You're like, these are... Our brothers and sisters, we're all the same. And we all have struggles, and we're all striving for more. So I think that's very admirable that you don't look at us as spoiled, because I look at myself as spoiled sometimes. So you work, because you work at, at in aftercare, right? Yes. Okay, and so with what age students? I have, well, sometimes I have first grade, and sometimes I have upper school with Logan. Yeah. And, um... I gotta say, I like both age. Because mm-hmm. I feel with kids, I can, like... <sighs> Mother them. Yes. What are you doing this? Or, like, I can be more strict with them. With opera school, it's just me talking and giving them advice about relationships all the time. Mainly really? About they relationships. do that? <laughs> it's so funny. They do that all the time. I always joke. I, I, There was someone recently, and they were with their, like, high school cousin. And I was like, hey, now's the time. If you need any advice. Yeah. I was like... I wrote a book. I have a podcast. <laughs> I can give great girl advice for you. Yeah. Literally, he, like, brought it out. That was so funny. Um, <laughs> but what do you think? Because, okay, it, and I don't think anyone from TFA would care if I said this. So TFA is where you work, right? I work TFA, yes. Okay, so there's a stereotype at TFA because it's a private school mm-hmm. that's very privileged that the kids are a little, they know that they're privileged and they have a little bit of, Oh, spoilness. I don't yeah, know how to say yeah. it in a nice way. And But some of my best friends went to TFA, so yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. But is it ever hard for you growing up in an environment where you were in a socialist country that then got overthrown by drug cartels and you were kidnapped and moved to America with nothing? Is it ever hard for you to listen to their problems when they feel so little? 
Uh, well, that's a good question. I I remember a year, two years ago, when I started working at TFA, and when I talk to my students or people or friends or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm trying not to judge them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when they start talking to me about their problems, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, so Americans, gosh, American pie, <laughs> man. <laughs> this is nothing going on with, because I'm, but I'm trying to have a balance of what I pass in life, and I know they didn't have the experiences in life, so I'm mm. trying to like do my best not to let them feel, hey, already, I mean, this is so dumb that you're doing this. So I'm always trying to have a balance with my feelings because I tend to be really honest about things. So, yeah. No, and I think I think that would just be so hard for me. And now I even think about all the things I've ever talked to you about. I'm almost like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but at the same time, I like that you say like it's a balance. That like when you're communicating with someone who you feel like doesn't understand. Because I feel like that with other people too. Like I grew up, I didn't grow up as crazy. You, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. And so life was a little different than some of the kids here. And I almost want to shake them and be like, there's a bigger world out there. But there's a yeah. balance. Um. Not the same as you because you grew up in a definitely yeah. a different environment. But that's what always I'm trying to say to my students of mm. the life group on Sundays. Yeah. That high school and middle school is just a season of your life. That you have good yeah. uh, options, like good – it's just enjoy that because after that, that's it. Because then it's, it's like taxes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's just a time in your life that's going to be over. And also you. I feel like I look at middle schools and high schoolers, and they're so worried about the little details of their life because they're trying to make it perfect. Yeah. Um, like, you're supposed to be awkward and weird and be socially, like, not there at this time. Like, this is the time when you're supposed to be that way. Like, there's no pressure, yet they feel so much pressure. But I feel like, especially coming from you, who has seen the world so much. It's so cool that you get to impact these lives. And I bet none of them would fully know your story, but I love how you don't highlight your story, you highlight God's story. Like, yes, you're an immigrant. Yes, you are someone who traveled and has seen the world, and you've been kidnapped, you've been a victim, but you're mainly a Christian, and I think that's what you keep saying over and over again. Like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, this isn't where my identity from is. This is what it's about, so... That's really yeah. cool. Because I feel like it's not about me. It's mm. uh, showing God in my life and yeah. trying to help others with that. That's awesome. Okay, so what – I asked this question at the end of my podcast. <laughs> I get so excited about it. It's just <laughs> such a great question. <laughs> okay. Um, so what is giving you life these days? So the podcast is called I'm Tired, so it's kind of like the answer to I'm Tired. What is giving you energy and joy these days? What is making you excited to wake up even when you're overwhelmed and annoyed? Do you want to know the truth? Yes, I want to know the truth. <laughs> I want to know it all. The Thomas Red is coming to Orlando. <laughs> oh, I love Thomas Red. I listen, have you listened to his new song? Yes. Look what God gave her. How <laughs> Everyone's like, it's so pop, though. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I like it. I'm like, this is me. Every time Thomas ri- writes a song, it's like, yes, I see his wife and his perfect family. And I'm like, no, no but it's about me. <laughs> it's about me, yes. <laughs> yeah, October 5th I saw. I'll have to come. I want to go, too. I li- it was like I was on YouTube and I saw it. Yeah. They have the concert dates. But I'm I, so long from now, I need to get a ticket, though. <laughs> I am his biggest fan. I love his kids. Have you seen them? The... Have you seen his kids? Mm-hmm. The Willow Gray. Yep. The little girl's adopted. It's yeah. funny because that's it reminds me of Catherine now. I know, I know. That's what I thought about We have it. a friend who's pregnant. I can say that. She announced it publicly, I think. <laughs> uh, she's pregnant after struggling with infertility and after she adopted. So we keep saying, like, oh my gosh, you're Thomas Rhett's family. 
<laughs> but okay, now I'm gonna ask. Well, she my, actually, she actually um, highlights something about the sign. Um, oh, life, life changes. changes. Yes, yes. yes. I, I saw love her. It. And that was what she called her article. Uh, she's like, got two on the way. Two on the way. Here you go. Something like that. It was like got one on. The, I don't know. I can't. That was, he wraps that part. I'm pretty sure. Thomas Wright wraps. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> so now I ask myself this question. It's like really fun. Like, so what am I experiencing life these days? <laughs> 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 um, so for me, Slange, because I know you're dying to know what's giving me life these days, is, well, I was excited the Jonas Brothers were back together, but then I was just talking with Jimmy, and I didn't like their new song. So that was going to be what gave me life, but I'm just in a fight with them, because I feel like they're trying to do what didn't work out for them, like the weird, eccentric, jazzy, like, I'm a sucker for you, like, it's just weird. So I want them to go back to the cheesy, girly music. I know that may not be what they want to do, SOS. but, yes, SOS, <laughs> Love Bug, When You Look Me In The Eyes, that's the material I want, and then I would say another thing is, it's giving me life, honestly, I, like, a long time ago, re-downloaded Roller Coaster Tycoon, like, paid $14.99, and it has been a str- the way I looked at it is, I live with, like, a couple right now in this transitional period, because, you know, broke, and the guy's 30 years old, and he plays, like, video games. So I was like, that's it. I can play video games, too. And it's been the most empowering thing ever. That's amazing. But, Solange, I just want to say how thankful I am for you for coming on this podcast and for sharing who you are in your story. I learned so much about you that I didn't know. I know, and we've been friends for two years. I know. I, I was gone in between, though, in my defense. You know? I know, I know. Because it was like, it was like the, my senior year. It wasn't like we were there. But we're, we're coming up on our two year. That's very true. Yeah, every summer. I know. That's cute. Yeah, because we met at Camp Orlando, right? Yeah. Back when I was the new girl on the block. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's like, get her out of here. I'm just joking. <laughs> like, begging people. But thank you so much for coming, You're for sharing welcome. your story. It was good for me, especially in the culture that we are in. We hear a lot about immigration to hear from someone who is seeking asylum firsthand. So we really appreciate your story. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the I'm Tired podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Grace Valentine. If you don't know me, I am a blogger, an author, a podcast hoster, obviously, and a speaker. I would love the opportunity to connect with you via social media, on Instagram, or Twitter. My Instagram is at the Grace Valentine, and you can find my blog and my website with more information about my book and who I am on www.gracevalentine.org. Feel free if you enjoyed today's episode to give me five stars, just like you give your good Uber drivers. That would make my day. And subscribe as well. I can't wait to talk to you again soon.